was unexpected yes <laughs> i'll as as, as as chief editor or editor-in-chief i'll let you decide how to handle that okay one. yeah 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 wow yeah that's um mm -hmm. okay no one no one deserves to wake up to that no sorry see this my, i think my, this is why we chat for a bit before we record is to get all that out get it out i know but it's me and it's summer and allergies and my dulcet tones from having not spoken to anybody yet. Well, there's you, but you, you're not really anyone. So, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. that's great. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm and I'm. Can I just say I'm, I'm. I don't really get the allergy thing, but the other three people in my house do, and I'm just sick and tired of everything being about the pollen. <laughs> like enough already. I get it. Flowers make you sneeze. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Didn't we talk yeah. about like. I got a touch of diabetes the other week. It's not like, you know, <laughs> something everybody just wants to. I, I, it, it's just, it, it, it seems to be any, all anyone wants to talk about. And I, and I just, it, it doesn't affect me. It's not, uh, I'm going to be a little self-centered here. Like, oh, oh I'm, so, I'm so tired. I'm so stuffy. I'm so this, I'm so that. Uh, okay. I, I get it. I get it. There are flowers outside. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's why we howl hide inside when it's nice out. And everybody else is outside, and then we bitch about not being able to go outside in the wintertime. <laughs> yes. Why can't the outside be nicely air-conditioned and air-filtered? Mm. Oh, yeah. We, we just need one really big air-filter mm, outside. Indeed. Get a, Elon get on Musk, you're scientist. listening. We know you are. We have to no, charge him, what, seven bucks a month to listen? Yeah, exactly. check mark? I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yep, I'll give him a check mark. We don't, we, don't do, we don't do that thing. We don't have a Twitter a Twitter handle for this, and I'm oh, and I'm not taught. And I'm quite all right with that. We we yeah, are exactly. on Facebook, we are on Instagram, and of course, yep. you know, please like us on your your like us on your favorite podcasting platform, and then go to the ones that are not your favorite and like us there too. And like like us there too. That's it, it actually really does. helpful. It actually, actually. Does. I think we have two five star reviews on Apple Podcasts right now. And some some of you uh, that have asked me instead of signing up for our like the delivery, like on our, uh, like Blueberry, you can put it in your email. Someone asked me, Carrie, to just text her when the new ones come out. Well, that, that sounds like a concierge level service. I, I, I pay somebody at Blueberry to do that. <laughs> For the love of Christ. Mm. Wow. <clears throat> anyway. Okay. Yes. So, so I, I belittled her into actually signing up for it. So. When are we doing the entitlement episode? Ooh. The series <laughs> <laughs> that, that will be a, a sub podcast yeah. all about entitlement. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy, yeah. anyway. No, hi, Carrie. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Not that Carrie, the other Carrie. Yeah, it's the yeah. other Carrie. Oh, I see now. now I, I don't know. All right, well, we we have a new uh, a new semi regular segment we, that we would like we to do, and, and this was born out of me having an annoying, frustrating experience the other day. And, and we know I'm all about sharing annoying, frustrating experiences. Because mm -hmm. we all have to. So it makes you feel better if we're all miserable. Yes, yes. These need to be shared experiences where we can all kind of point at people and go, what the hell is mm -hmm. wrong with you? So I think we've decided to call this one Yelling at Clouds. 
I had an, a wonderful Young at Clouds moment the other day. I am at a high school awards ceremony that ran for all of maybe 35 minutes. They cranked through it nice and quick. It was a wonderful ceremony for my daughter. Two women sit down behind me, behind me and my wife, and proceed to talk from before it starts through the entire thing. Did not stop talking once. Wow. I might as well have had mosquitoes buzzing in my ears. It was they were whispering, but all it the only thing that held me back from turning around and saying, Could you could you leave? <laughs> like if you're not gonna listen, could you leave? Is that I'm actually that evening, I was being elected as the president of the Choir Parents Association. <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure one of them is the parent of one of the choir kids. And I gotta, you know, I, I have to be smiley and all. Oh, that. you have to be. I have to be. Mm. Have to be. Can't can't be pissing off the delicate flowers. That's almost that's that's like when you go to a Marvel movie and the guy's trying to explain to his girlfriend behind you through the whole movie who these people are and how they relate to each other. Drives me insane. That the only, I've experienced that only once, and it was during the uh, and yes, I went to the theater for this. The the second of the Star Wars prequels. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Those there those was, people um, are even worse. Oh yeah, yeah. The best part of it was it was the girl explaining it to the guy, which is so counterintuitive to what you think in terms of Star Wars from the the geekdom level of yeah. it. Uh, but it, it was very very annoying. or or the Lord of the Rings movies. Those were bad too. Like, yeah, I could have used some narration during the movies, to be honest. <laughs> a flow chart? Um, I wouldn't have minded a flow chart, uh-huh. yes. Yep. So that that is my yelling at clouds moment. Um, and I'm sure any of you who, well, have ever been anywhere to anything where you're trying to listen to something can appreciate uh, what is wrong with people. We have ways for feedback, so I would like to hear other people's yelling at cloud moments. Absolutely. So you can you can com- put comments in on the website. At the bottom of the website, there um, there are places to click where you can comment. Uh, you can send us an email at um, it only hurts when I talk at gmail.com. You can um, just comment on Instagram. Yeah, uh, you that's my favorite. Comment platform. on Facebook. Instagram's Instagram. easy and fast. Yeah. Twitter for old people is that what Instagram? Yeah, is? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can hit us that way. You can hit us on Facebook. Uh, really, it's we've made it about as easy as possible. Wow. Which is not our style. <laughs> we just like to make things really long and drawn out. Uh, speaking of which, this intro has gone on long. It enough. has. <laughs> it's mostly your fault. It is mostly my fault. So we're we're going to dive into a serious one today. Yep. Are we? Or, or is or, or is today the Marvel versus DC? No, it's one? serious day today. Oh, it's serious yes. day. Okay, it's serious day. Did you want to kick this as off? As serious as we can be, we're going to talk about mortality. Mm. We had a an unfortunate event, as all of us experience, even if you don't think that you will, of a friend passing uh, last week uh, very suddenly. It was a, an extremely acute illness, and uh, everyone thought he was he was doing better, and he suddenly passed and left a wife and an 11-year-old. This is a colleague of my wife, and uh, it hit her particularly hard because she was fairly close with him throughout her entire basically working career the two of them have been together in one fashion or another so and he was 45 just out of the blue the standard questions of why like why why did he get sick like that just out of nowhere why him how did that happen you you see the the five stages of grief uh, uh, right in front of your eyes and it, it seems to be how quickly it stings us that we are only here for a very short period of time. 
And while we have a, a, a series of assumptions about how long we're going to be here, it's not my time yet. Oh, really? <laughs> Did you get a ticket? Because I didn't get a ticket. What is your time up? This concept of our lives getting in, you know, getting in the way of it's, it's our lives getting in our way of living and experiencing the moment and, and living for the moment. Uh, we had friends, you know, that we're, we're talking to about this and it's, it's like, oh, it just reminds you, you know, to live every day to its fullest, blah, blah, blah. Come on. I got to go get groceries. I got to go get the, pick up the dry cleaning. I gotta, you know, you, you can't, no, no matter how much you want to in that moment, you can't live that life, right? And so how does, how do you come to terms with your inevitable mortality and those around you? And how do you let it craft your current, you know, life? That's what, that's what we've been talking about. Yeah. And that's, that's big because people react in different ways. And you mentioned the stages of grief and, you know, some folks will retreat and try and be, you know, safe, whatever safe mm -hmm. means, because yeah, you, you can't, you know, you can't affect the things that are already going on inside your body. Right. Um, some people will try and, and, and live it up and, and bucket list it mm -hmm. all. So there's that. And some people will let it crush them. Yep. Well, even, and, and I'm, I'm thinking too, there's the, the, you know, working through grief, which could be another episode, but the, this concept of your own mortality, right? So, so this individual's passing okay. is tragic and he will be very missed. But the, the highlight here is it's all about me. I mean, let's be honest. And making one think of their own mortality and where does that, you know, how does that sit with them? Is it something that you think about? Is it something that, you know, how, how, how present in your mind is it? Because it seems to me that when these losses occur, you know, certainly tragically, it is an acute reminder that we are all going to experience this. Oh, without, without yeah. Question. So where does that live in your mind? And I think you're right. Some people just prefer, well, I'm not thinking about that. Why do I think about it? It's going to happen at some point, so why think about it? Okay, yeah, that, that's true. But there is some level of like preparation that one probably should make. <laughs> uh, so it's like we, it's got to be a part of your life somewhere. That's what I've been thinking about as in terms of my own mortality lately. Like how does it, where is it at in my mind and, and am I okay with it? And I've had a, um, not as severe a, a reminder, but a, a parallel experience, oh, Along the same timeline, about a month ago, a, a good friend of mine who I grew, grew up with through elementary school um, had a heart attack. He's he's three months older than me, um, and he's you know he's fine. He's okay. You know he's 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 doing now what he needs to do to take care of himself. But um, it was you know one he texted one of the guys, and that guy called me, and I called the next guy, and we all went oh shit. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, it, when I called the next guy who lives only about half an hour from me, but I only, you know, I grew up again, someone I grew up with and I see maybe once a year, he, um, he wouldn't let me get off the phone. He said, before we hang up, before I call the next person, what are you doing on Saturday night? Mm -hmm. And the two of us hadn't seen each other in ages and we went out and we had a beer and we talked about the gang and we, I think we both felt a need to, to reconnect and be together. Mm-hmm. And that was a very, you know, a, a great get together for all the wrong reasons. But it was good that it spurred that. But absolutely, that that feeling of putting aside to your point, my concern for my friend, which is very real. Um, yeah, you start thinking inwardly. You start thinking about yourself 
and oh boy, it happened there. And then I start measuring up all of my bad habits that he doesn't participate in. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, geez, mm. maybe I um. Well, with this one in particular, I mean, he's had um, he's had some back issues, and then he tore his um, I think his ACL in the midst of oh, all this. Man. So, so you know, we we started telling him the other day, you know, you we need to wrap you in bubble wrap and put you in a corner, dude, because mm-hmm. enough is enough. Well, I mean, that's a that's an interesting point, and I'll, I'll continue with that thought. I want to come back to it. But that's you know it was it was in jest, but it was also like you know he he's going through a lot right mm-hmm. now, and every we all know how there's you know one final straw can be enough, and th- that's a lot of crap to be dealing yeah, with it is. all at once. On top of the the kind of metaphysical spiritual side of not knowing exactly how serious this heart attack was, although just by definition heart attack, um, you know he's thinking about himself and his family mm-hmm. and you know doing to get my ducks in a row here and, and on top of that well now i need now i need surgery on my leg right <laughs> no right. like why what the hell and i think the i want to go back to the thing you mentioned earlier about you know hey we're gonna wrap you in bubble wrap and stick you in mm-hmm. the corner you can live your life in fear in constant worry and anxiety of your own mortality but it's not gonna make it any not, longer it, it, what's it gonna do Right. And that's something that even when I was young, I've been surrounded by, I I have a very large family on one side. So I've been surrounded by basically people passing from a a small child and it was just something, just part of it. Right. And yet I know other folks, even our age, who still have living grandparents, which blows my mind. I don't know how this works, but and and their experience of of loss of you know people that are close to them is is very limited and and so I, I think about this and I say I can't be I can't let this concept of my own mortality weigh too heavily on me. The best thing that exactly. I can do if it is and so then I try and just dissect. I'm like, what is it that that bothers me about it? Right? It's like, well, I. I want to be alive. I want to see what happens next. Right. I want to, you know, there, it's like, it's probably the ADHD in me, but it's like, there's, there's, I find it exciting to be alive. And then I think, well, when I'm dead, then it's over. And I'm like, Oh, is that what it is? Is this an afterlife thing? Cause I don't believe there is one. I just think it's lights out. Oh, there, there's a topic. So yeah, <laughs> add that to the list. So the, this idea of mortality in my mind suddenly has a different framework because other people that have a different belief system, the, the, the concept of mortality is not a big deal. True. True. This is just one part of the journey. Right. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's deeper than I've gotten into my coffee. so far. These are the, these are the things I think about. (laughs) That's fair. And I, and yes, there, there, there are people who in quotes, you know, live their life to the fullest. Uh, and they would look at someone like me who really enjoys at the end of the day, sitting on the couch with my wife doing the times crossword puzzle, or, you know, last night I watched a movie with my daughter, um, and say, you should be, you should be out scuba diving. You should be, (laughs) you know, you know, going to France, you should be doing all, you know, my, my, my life well lived is going to be with my people that I mm-hmm. love. And maybe in another life, I would have been like the most avid horseback rider in the world. <laughs> yeah, no. 
but but probably <laughs> there's not. no probably there's not. no parallel universe where that exists. <laughs> there's not. Yeah, I tried to pick the most ridiculous one yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was thinking, you know, ballet dancer, but I I, I I've got the height for well, it. You but, do, but the, the the gut will kind of misbalance mm-hmm. me. I think. Anywho, uh, point being, I don't know. For for me, it's it's what you want to what you want it to be, where you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're getting very ethereal here. Um, well, no, because it, that's, I, I, I mean, mortality forces you to think that way. It does. Right? It's like, it's it's very, I find it very, I don't want to say strange isn't the right word. It's, I don't know, it's weird. It's this way of of like living like being wrapped up in the mundane things in your life that end up ruling your life, that end up driving your life day to day to day. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And and you really can only look just a teeny bit ahead because of all the quote busy that's in your life of things that ultimately in your entire lifespan, does it really matter? Probably not. So how do you, this concept of live every life, you know, live every minute to its fullest because, you know, you're mortal and, and you're not here for, for a while. And you're like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to, you know, get the most out of life. But right after the show's over. Yeah. And, you know, this this is is skirting very close to the topic of mindfulness that mm-hmm. we'll get to on another episode. The idea that and that's and that's something that I, you know, have been you know, accused slash diagnosed of not being able to handle well, um, which is the idea that accused? you spend so much. You can't, you can't say <laughs> your therapist accuses you. <laughs> I, 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 I have the agency to say whatever I oh, want. Oh, is that what it is? So then I have the agency to think the therapy is a game and I have to win. <laughs> so touche. Okay. We could do this. All day. Um, but that, that idea behind mindfulness of I am so wrapped up in what's coming that I can't live in the today. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a lot of what mindfulness is supposed to, to help with is to be present, right. being present. Well, and I think, you, um, I think you were. You were present with your daughter while you were watching that movie. Absolutely. You know, that was a, it was a choice to be there because of what you wanted to invest of yourself. And I think that's right. fine. And I'm thinking of it more of the things that we do that dominate our lives be, that we don't necessarily do out of a decision for ourselves. It's like, we have to do it as part of just being alive, right? Like work or um, just the things that consume our day. And it's like, how much of that is intentional? How much of what the time that you're spending is intentional because of your mindfulness and how much of it is, you know, wrapped up in, I just got to get through the damn day. <laughs> right. But right. you're right. No. We're going way down the mindfulness route. We, yeah. Yeah, we are. No, no. All I can think is no one's plunging the toilet because that's a mindfulness <laughs> Exactly. <exercise. laughs> well, this living in the here and now, that's for sure. <laughs> it, it is. It is. I hope no. Let's, let's, let's back up a couple steps because we've gone way down that yeah, path. Yeah. Um, I, I want to circle back to something you said about um, growing up. And it sounds like you had a fair amount of of deaths in the family. Oh yeah. At, hell. at an age where you got used to that. That's just so many of them. I mean, we're, we were lousy with them. Oh, see, I was the, uh, the very opposite. Um, I, I was born with, with seven great grandparents still in place. Jeez, um, I, I remember three of them quite clearly. Uh, the last one of them passed away when I was a junior in high school. And I remember writing an essay about it. <laughs> so, I mean, she was 93. She lived alone in Brooklyn. She yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. 
but when she after she passed away my grandparents so so that would have been let me just do some math that would have been 1990 I'm sorry 1986 87 mm-hmm. maybe 88 and then the next I'll say significant death in my family or friends or or anything there would have been my grandfather and he passed away in 2006. Mm-hmm. So that was a good 10 years. Mm-hmm. And this was my father's father. And I'm curious if my sister listens to this, what her reaction is here. My recollection is that we weren't concerned. He, he had cancer. He was going through chemo. Um, in retrospect, it was not going well. We were all... It just, we hadn't seen death in such a long time. I don't think anyone really thought it was going to happen. And then it happened, and it was like such a punch to the face. Yeah, the denial part. Yeah, and my sister was the one who got the call from my aunt. uh, Because my parents, this is is how much we didn't think it was going to happen. My parents were on a cruise. Mm -hmm. My, My grandfather had said, I'll be fine, I'm fine, go. And they were... Were they even a day out to sea? Of course he's going to say that because he knew he wasn't. And he's like, just yeah. go, go, you know. Just go. Yeah. And then my my sister and I, my sister was the one who, who was able to get them on the phone and she had to tell my father. Yeah. But when she called me, I, rem- I can still hear her, my sister's voice in my mind of telling me and sounding like she didn't believe the words she was saying. Mm-hmm. We were just so not thinking this was going to happen, even though, of course, looking at the facts of it, of course it was going to happen. But... But our our life had been so removed from any semblance of mortality, it was just okay. Yeah, he's sick, and and you know, it is what it is. But but we did not have any real sense that this was coming. Right. Well, a couple of things I want to back up. First off, your sister has never listened to you. <laughs> so oh no, she listens. <laughs> well, she does listen. I know, but she's not listening to you. <laughs> she listens. Oh, she fair. listens to us. But she doesn't listen to you because I don't think anybody's oh, sister oh, does. Yes. Right? So she'll probably refute everything I yeah, just said. Of course, yes. That's because that's what sisters do. Yes, uh, yes it is. <laughs> but anyway, hello, Stacy. So <laughs> the the other thing too is that again, none of you sh- by now should be shocked that I apparently don't think quote normal. But it, there's a difference between like some of my extended family members passing and like the pain that I see my friends going through, like my intimate friends going through when they experience a loss. There's a good, very good intimate friend of mine from high school whose father passed while we were in high school. And there's a, a small cadre of us that that were fairly close. And I think all of us had a difficult time with that, not because we knew him very well, but we, you know, we knew her and she was so, such a meaningful part of our immediate inner circle that we hurt for her. And how does one process that? Because you're, you're like, I'm not going to say you're experiencing her pain for her, but you're experiencing some of it with her knowing that this is going to happen to you too. Yes. And that, that is a very strange feeling. It, it is. Yes, it is very odd. And I've had that experience as well. It's you experience you experience it for yourself, and you also, especially at a younger age, do have no idea how to help. Right. Uh, and I'll say, even at an older age, it's very difficult to know how to help. Mm-hmm. 
and and how to be there and how to be supportive on that sort of thing. Um, I had a similar experience, and it's it's my my same friend who just had the heart attack. His his mother passed away. It's got to be at least ten years ago now, probably longer. Um, and it at least to me it felt like it was out of nowhere. Uh, but I don't know at the time if, if she was suffering. I mean, we were adults. Mm-hmm. We were married, and you know, and up and about at that point. You know, I had zero experience with that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Didn't, I didn't know how to react, how to be supportive, what to do to just, what to say. And still don't, quite frankly. Well, I don't. Because, you know. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. I'm just, I don't know. Is it you wanting to say something because of your discomfort? Yes. And so that's my question. I'm like, so what is it? What is my role here when I'm like comforting someone else due to, you know, a death or something that they're, they're mourning? It's not necessarily, it's like, yeah, okay, I have my own emotions I need to process, but how am I going to be there for them? And what is it that they need right now? It's, it's entirely selfish in that perspective. I, I, I feel a need to be supportive. Whereas the, the, the truth is probably that my presence is all that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, there's zero I can say. The, the anything I say is probably going to make it worse, right? Um, so, so yeah, it, it's entirely a a an internal need to say something where I feel like I was a good friend. Right. I did my job. I felt that when when this person just last week passed, and my wife was having such a hard time with it, I was just there. I was physically there for her to cry on and to embrace and to feel not alone as she processed these things. And I don't think I said two words because there was nothing I could say. And I got the distinct feeling that in the moment, that's not what she needed. Yep. And so I let it, let it go and was just there for her when she did want to start talking about it. And then I was there in a listening capacity because it it was very, I was very acutely aware that this was about, her vocalizing in order to process her grief and she needed an outlet for that. And so that's what I was there for. I don't, I don't know if that's just, it's like, I wasn't thinking consciously like this is, this is why what I'm supposed to do now. And this is why I'm here. It just sort of felt like the right thing to do. And that probably is, it, it comes down to just being present. And, you know, if you're asked for something, you deliver, Mm -hmm. But to your point about it, it's circling back. Yeah, it, it makes you think about your own surroundings, your own family situation, your own friend situation. And uh, what's what's the phrase? It's, um, it's, it's harder on those left behind. Right. I find myself thinking more about that aspect than more about myself. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if it's narcissistic or not, but the, I don't think it is, but I just... Part of my well, it's, it's coming out of your mouth, so probably yeah, no, ahead. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> let me yep. let me get my dice and yep. do a roll for you. It. Got it. You got it. Yep. <laughs> yep. D four for a backstab. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> I like that. See, I slipped the, the uh-huh. very nice eighty three Dungeons and Dragons reference into that. We just watched the movie. It was very oh, good. By okay, the way, good. <laughs> now I forgot what I was going to freaking say. I, I don't uh, no, know. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there, it's yeah. about it's about what you leave behind. I find myself thinking when I think about my own mortality, like, Oh no, this, this gentleman passing, it was tragic. You know, what happened? What if that happens to me? I'm not thinking about what was me. I'm thinking about what sort of lurch I'm going to leave my wife in. Uh-huh. And then I get 
all freaked out. I'm like, holy hell, I got to go out and label all the tool drawers. She's not going to know where anything is. <laughs> um, and she's the same way. She's like, I got to label all the financial files. He's going to be helpless and wandering around <laughs> bumping into walls. The tool drawers. She's going to sell them, you know, without opening the drawers. Just take everything in the box. Sell them. She's going to give them to <laughs> high school or something. <laughs> but that that's oh. the stuff I find myself thinking about very, very quickly when I start, you know, mm-hmm. contemplating my own mortality and being reminded that we there is no guarantee on our expiry. So some people live to be 110 years old. Not many, but some. It's a very small, you know, statistically small portion of the of our population and then others go very very young again on the other end but we have this general lifespan odds are pretty good that you're going to fall somewhere in that that lifespan range but it's not guaranteed right so do you does that affect how you approach how you live your life that's my question it yes and no i i just <laughs> first yeah i know there's no answer right and because it becomes more frankly it becomes more relevant and those of us of a certain age think more and more about this as we encroach upon that (laughs) that statistically significant uh you know i'm within one standard deviation let's put it that way uh (laughs) so so things become more more uh real let's say Mm -hmm. as one ages and you hit that's where gen x is right now and, and, you know, you mentioned the work thing, which is interesting because, yes, I, I think there are very few of us that, given a choice, would, would continue working. I mean, if tomorrow I could – I like my job. I do enjoy it. If I could stop tomorrow, of course I would stop working. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? But but what's the reason to stop working? It's not to sit on the couch all day. It's to, you know, what what is the next step? Mm-hmm. What comes next? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in a position right now, as, as we will talk about ad nauseum, that my, my oldest is about to go away to college, and my second one is not that far behind. <laughs> and three years from now, um, my wife and I, our day-to-day life is going to look a lot different than it does right now. Yeah, you're both going to be working four jobs. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> Damn kids. <laughs> That'll have to go under the kids versus, uh, kids versus, kids versus money. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that will that will definitely be a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, part of part of it with the mortality is you start to count backwards and go, how many years do I have to spend doing what I want to do? I've never been to Paris. I've never done this. I've never done that. I I, I want to do these things, but I really can't right at the moment. But am I going to run out of time? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know. Um, I mean, you're you don't, you don't you're know. talking like that's the thing that we do. It's like I have plenty of time. Do you? Statistically, probably, depending on how old you are, like you're Gen Xers, yeah, you probably got another, comfortably, another 25 years. Right. Well, you you think that, and you start looking at the, I'll retire here, we'll do this, we'll do this, and then your friend has a heart attack. Correct. That's correct. That's that's the whole point of this topic. I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> I hit the record button at the same time you did. <laughs> Thank you for the but reminder. But you're finally at 33 <laughs> minutes and five seconds into this. You're finally getting to the, to the root of it. It's like, <laughs> yes, this is a real thing. And A, do you spend time thinking about it? And is it part of your, quote, mindfulness about how you're spending your life? Or is it only brought up very acutely and very painfully, highly punctuated when someone around you experiences it? Yeah, and and then does that to your point? Is it an acute punctuation that then 
hits and then fades and you go back to right. business as usual? Right. Or do you actually make, you know, making lasting change, changing habits and, and jumping in and doing those things is, that's hard work. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's not something to, to really be afraid of or scared of or, you know, an anxiety generator. But it is something that I think responsible humans at least have to ponder at some point and come to terms with the fact that, yep, you have an expiration date. What, what does that actually mean for how you live your life? I think it's absolutely an anxiety generator. Well, for you, everything is. Well, yes, that's fair. That's fair. It absolutely is. But, but yeah, it, there's a bit, uh, there's no question in my mind right now, there's a bit of impatience of, oh, I need to go do some of these things. Mm. I need to go experience some of these things. I need to, I need to make sure the bank account's okay for my family, to your point. Right. I need to make sure the, the tool drawer is labeled. Yeah. <laughs> That that's a James thing. It, it's a it's a real thing. Is is that the lesson from today? Is make sure your tool drawer is yeah, That's 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 the title of the episode. <laughs> It's all about me. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs>